Thank you for tuning into the City Church California podcast. We exist for anyone to believe in God, to become who God created them to be, and to build the church and our city. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so that you can be updated anytime we add new content. Now let's check out the latest message from our Sunday gathering. your Bible. Some of you have a Bible today. Wave it in the air because you do care. If you have a smartphone, do that. Today is Baptism Sunday. And we, again, had so many people have been responding to Jesus Christ. Today is that day. If you have never been baptized, we want you to consider that prayerfully. And uh, at the end of our time, we will release all those who want to identify with Jesus Christ publicly in baptism. And that will begin to happen. What's interesting, uh, we're living in a day where there are many thoughts. I want you to begin to think about this with me. Online, welcome here in the auditorium. There are many thoughts, perspectives, and I want to use this word, opinions, about what it is to believe in Jesus Christ. And many times in a generation, what we do, we will focus on one thing, especially people like me. I'm, how many... Is there anyone out there who's kind of OCD and you could focus on one thing for three years and miss everything? And, and so we could focus on one thing and yet we begin to have miscalculations, misjudgments, and our actions become unsuitable. And let me explain to you what I mean. Because right now, many people say they believe in God, but what does that mean, believing in God? So for example, if someone who's seen impaired ask a friend saying, describe what an elephant is. The friend's going, there's an elephant right in front of us. And the friend keeps talking about the trunk, the trunk, the trunk. And it's true that the elephant has a trunk, but if that impaired person, and can I say anyone living compared to God, the invisible heaven, we, we see through a glass dimly. Our contacts need to be adjusted through the word of God. If they only think that an elephant is a trunk, then they've, missed, they've been missed guided. But today, I want to begin to show us what does it mean to believe in Jesus Christ and why baptism today. And so, what does it mean to believe? And I just, we're going to talk about that. And I want you to know, Jesus did not start. When he starts, he did not start telling people who believed what they couldn't do. Now, as a pastor, anyone who's a leader in the church, people do this all the time. Pastor G, I believe in Jesus now. And can I smoke? I probably can't. Can I go out with someone? They're always wanting to know what they can't do. And as a youth pastor, people did it all the time. They would even say, Pastor Jude, can I go to heaven if I smoke? And I go, yeah, you could go to heaven if you smoke. My goodness. Now you're going to smell like hell and get to heaven really quick. Are you with me? I mean, people ask that. They want to know, what can I still do and follow Jesus? You know, I love Jesus, but I drink. You know, they're always saying that's what they think believing in Jesus is. It's restrictive. It's limited. It really, it's myopic. Okay, now myopic means we lack the ability to see ahead. You know what makes this myopic? Is when we begin to focus on one thing that we think believing in God is. What is the one thing that 
that would hinder you from fully giving your life to Jesus Christ? What is the one thing that would stop us from being water baptized? And can I tell you right now, Jesus never started off, hey, believe in me, and here's 10 things you'll never get to do again. Johnny, tell them. I mean, it's not going to be that way. In fact, you know what? He never starts off what you can't do. He says, believe in me. And be baptized. And so he's telling us, believe in me and you get to do something. And you know what he's saying? Baptism, write this down, chat this if you're online. Baptism is a sign, like a street sign, that's pointing to a certain direction and a guide. You need to write that down. Baptism is a sign and a guide. Now get this, very important. I put the words in order, to life from death. Now, when I say death, it doesn't mean cease to exist. Have you ever had anything inside you die that is not existing anymore? In a moment, I'm going to talk to you about trauma. God is going to begin to heal you of trauma. You say, how? What hospital will he take me? How many counseling sessions will it take? I'm telling you, just one dip in this water. And when you come out, Humpty Dumpty in that A can be healed again. Come on. And so baptism isn't a religious thing. Baptism is a sacrament. It's a sign. It is a guide into life from death. Did you understand that? So baptism is a sign, a guide to life from death. And Jesus said, believe in me and be baptized. And so I want you to know this. Baptism is a new identity. Now, I want you to understand this before. This is my wedding ring. Uh, and so if I take it off before I was married, if they had Facebook, my goodness, I was married so long ago in the eighties, the greatest generation. Yeah, the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. Come on, there's no music. It's like 24-hour fitness, playing such vile stuff. It's like, man, 2022, you don't have anything on the 80s. What kind of music is this, you know? Up and hell, up and hell, you know? It's like, turn that off, up and hell. Now y'all know what I'm talking about. Now, if they had Facebook, before I got married, you're going to have status. And so when you're single, that is your status. When you get a ring on your finger, you change your status and you become married. Then if someone is widowed, widowed, or divorced, or separated, or time out on relationship. Can I say right now, <laughs> baptism is a change of status. And it's so, so powerful. You see, when we believe in Jesus, it's not like kind of believing in Coke, believing in Pepsi, believe in Red Bull. You see, many people say, yeah, I tried Jesus. Hey, 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 you could try Pepsi, you could try Coke, but if you're gonna come to Jesus, you have to trust him, not try him. And I don't know about you, but I don't need to trust Jesus when I understand everything and everything's right and everything's going my way. I need to trust Jesus when it's not going my way. So but wait, let me tell you, today, maybe you, 
you've never been baptized, you believed in Jesus, you do believe and sometimes it really gets to you. You even have a tear. However, today God is going to shift you because he doesn't want you just believing. He wants a corresponding action that brings you into a new status that God is going to transform your status. And how does he do that baptism? It is so, so crazy. Paul goes so outlandishly says, hey, because you see today with a lot of talk on gender and male and female and marriage and believing, there's many definitions out there to what all that means. God begins to define what it means to be a believer. And so Paul just takes it to another limit where he says, hey, there's not a male or female in Jesus Christ. There's not Jew or Gentile in Jesus Christ. There's not broke or prospering in Jesus Christ. Why? Because we are all, when you're baptized, it's not just going in the water. It's not just getting a little bit wet. It is absolutely entering into a new identity where your past, your family, your gender, your job, nothing that's ever happened to you come through you will ever define you as much as Jesus Christ. I am a new person in Jesus. Can you say amen? And so Jesus says, hey, look, when you come to Jesus, that's why, I, honestly, if I could get real, no, I don't know which one's more challenging. I was raised Catholic, accepted Jesus at a Baptist camp, then went to a Pentecostal university. And those three right there are going to tell and scream in your ear what you can't do. And that's why most young people as a youth pastor, we pray, Lord, Lord, don't let the rapture come. If you don't know what the rapture is, it's kind of a Star Trek thing. Beam me up, Jesus, you know. <laughs> you know, the left behind things that used to scare a young person to purgatory. And we think, God, please don't come back until I have sex. I want to be married, you know. <laughs> And why do we reduce Christianity to a list of things? You, you can't do that. You can't. Hey, it doesn't start off that way. He said, believe in me, be baptized. So what is the things that are essential to believing in Jesus? And again, I want you to know this. You will become, how do you become a new person? Today's your day. And I don't know about you, I'm 62, but I'm feeling like I'm about ready to reinvent myself. I'm not going to be the old Jude. I'm a new Jude, and I have a chance to enter into not only a new identity, but a whole new world. So, Jasmine, get on this red carpet and let's go, all right? <laughs> so, go to Romans chapter 6, essentials to our faith. Number one, a relationship with Jesus. Write that down. When we say believe, you can believe in Toyota until the brakes go out. You could believe in America until the government doesn't work. You could believe in the mask mandates, and then, but you got COVID with a mask. <laughs> I believed him. I put the mask on, got a shot, then a booster. About three months ago, I started getting hiccups. Then the governor comes out and says, yeah, that's a new sign of the Omicron. <laughs> and I can't, I don't believe what they're saying anymore. Are you with me? No one, that word is too little. I, I believe, I, I believe in Russia. Now I don't believe in Russia. You understand what I'm saying? 
I'm not saying I don't believe in the Russian people. We throw that word around flippantly. Number one, if you believe you enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Number two, you will believe or participate in the Lord's table. That's called communion. Uh, about two months ago, a friend of mine who has a 15-year-old, went. They, go to a, uh, they live in another city, another state, and there's churches, many churches have been online, would go to a church that was meeting in person, and they were receiving, partaking in the Lord's table communion. And the teenager said, Dad, what is this? I've never seen it before. Wait a minute. Can I tell you, there are many things I think we should change. Change your hair, change your clothes, change your shoes, change your makeup if you want to, change some friends. But there's some things that should not change. They're older than time itself. And that is God, and that is his word, and that's who he's calling us to be. And God is not um, designing us or defining us by culture, by gender, but by who he is. And we have a new identity in Jesus Christ. And can I say right now, there is a meal that will heal you. And maybe some of the bondages and the pain and the heartache that we're going through, maybe we need to participate in these things things called the sacraments like the Lord's table and have something supernatural come into our being that we can live in the way God destined us to live. Can you say amen? Goodness gracious, I need to stop preaching. Okay, let's go because I'm really just talking about baptism. Another one, we gather around in this gathering. This isn't karaoke. This isn't a restaurant on Tuesday night. This isn't music. We're worshiping around Jesus Christ. And maybe you're doing some, well, it's just not my personality. This is who I am. Oh, no, I've seen stoic men like a statue literally begin to raise their hand, take off their shirt at a football game. You know what? When you come to church here, please keep your shirt on, but lift your hands. Amen. <laughs> The same dudes that were coming in, I'm just not that way. Yeah, I saw you at 24-hour fitness with a shirt that's not even a shirt. Come on. I mean, so do I. My gosh, if you saw my shirts, I want to preach in one of those shirts one day. <laughs> Becky won't let me in. It really bums me out. Come on. And so we gather to worship Jesus. You know, when someone says, I believe, and you never worship, maybe you're not believing or you're believing in the, a different thing. Can I say, you get a two-year-old, when my boys were two of my grandkids, they'd hear some music, they'd start doing like this. No one say, hey, toddler, lift up your hands now. No, they just started doing it. When you believe something goes on, all of a sudden you, your mouth wants to magnify God. Before I knew Jesus, I was a potty mouth. Some of you are going, what is that? You don't want to know. <laughs> Every other word was a weapon of mass destruction coming out of my mouth. And all of a sudden, when I entered into a relationship with Jesus, my cursing was changed into praising. And so everything was, instead of saying, thank you, I go, praise the Lord, <laughs> you know. Someone took my Parkinson's. I praise the Lord. Someone gave me the fickle finger. Oh, your mother. No. <laughs> Make your mother praise the Lord, you know. And then all of a sudden you believe and you're going to think I'm crazy. The Catholic Church, we never lifted anything. I went to that Pentecostal church. Those people were crazy. 
I went and thought, like, whoa, this isn't boring. <laughs> You're not going to go to sleep on this one. And I saw people doing this. Even dudes, and they were crying, I love you, Lord. All the earth, you know, I'll never forget. It's like, oh, I want to lift my hands, but who's watching, who's watching? Then all of a sudden, Anyway, then you know what was weird? I wanted to hang around Christians. Before I believed, Christians freaked me out. Okay, come on. Before you believe in Jesus Christ, believers look like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> Bring it in. No, I'm not bringing it in. Away from me. Uncomfortable. So we have fellowship in groups. We serve on teams. But listen, write this down, and we're baptized. And you know why we're baptized? Write it down. It's a sign, and it is a guide. Please get this, not from death first, but into something great. Watch me. Everyone say two. Okay, let's do this. Come on, it's fun. You're going to love this. Say two. two. From. You didn't do the hand thing. Florence, I love you. You're good. Macarena. Never ever put the prepositions in the wrong order. It's very important. If what you're turning to is weaker than what you're turning from, you will always go back to the from. But if the two you're turning to is more powerful, more intelligent, more eternal and infinite, you will have the strength to keep on walking. Can you say amen? <sighs> Let's get to the Bible, people. My goodness. Go to Romans chapter 6. Look at your neighbor and say, do you need to get wet today? <laughs> no. Okay, here we go. What shall we say then? Look for the word baptize, baptize, the baptism, sin, life and death. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Now just stop. I need to pause. We need to put the brakes on. Circle the word sin. In Romans, that word in this one chapter is there probably 21 times. It's throughout the book. It is the Greek traditional word that they use for sin. Notice it does not say, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sins? Like a verb. He's not talking about a verb. He's ta it's a noun. And notice, like, for example, a lot of times when people think with eternity, okay, all the smokers, right here. You smoke, over here. All the tokers, line it up. You jokers, right here. And we think there are going to be many lines. But there's only two lines in eternity. They, those who believe and those who do not believe. Now, another figure of speech, they'll say it this way. They're sheeps. And they're goats. And goat isn't greatest of all times. A goat doesn't have any hope. Mm, that's Sunday school. 
And, and so you might, there's only two, so you need to know this, it's sin. I did not become a sinner when I sinned. I sinned because I was born a sinner. And so why is Paul in Jesus in the New Testament commanding if we believe we have to get wet? Because we're not trying to get rid of bad habits. That's not just to go, get rid of your habits now. And that's not what baptism is from. You get wet, you'll never have a bad habit. Yes, you will. You are getting wet today because it represents a new identity that we're going into life and I'm going to be changed. I was born this way, but now I could be born again. Okay, let's start reading. My goodness, don't make me stand up today. Certainly not. It says, should you live in it any longer? Certainly not. God forbid, how shall it be? How shall we, who, do you get that? How are we, who, uh, good Lord, I lost my place. Here's verse three. <laughs> or do, no, no, go to verse two. Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live in it any longer? Or do you not know as many of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his what? His death. Therefore, we were buried, circle that, we were buried with him. How? Through baptism into death that just as Christ was raised from the dead, how? By the glory of the Father. Even so, we also should walk in the newness of life. Did you get that? When you're baptized, it's representing death, burial, and you wake up or you come out and you're able to live a new life. Then it goes on, and I love this. It says, for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also should be with him in the likeness of his resurrection. Get the, verse 6. Knowing this, that our old man, our old man, that represents who we were before we believed in Jesus. Our old man, do you get this, was crucified with him. Why? That the body of sin might be done away with. Why? That we should no longer be held captive by an addiction. Why? For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, really, the way this reads in the Greek, go back to that. It says this, uh, go back to that who's ever doing the screen. Never mind. I'm going to have to go to the Bible when the screen doesn't work. Okay. It says, he who has died has been freed from sin. I'm not, it's not just to be free from smoking, drinking, and doing whatever you want to be free from. It's to be free from the very nature that holds us in prison that we become a different being. You see, dogs do not desire to go and fly like a bird. Let me tell you for sure, a cat does not like to swim. I would love to teach a cat how to swim. But they don't want. Why? Because it goes against their nature. When we believe, the reason we're baptized is we get a new nature. Can you say amen? Now, let me just say this. I want you to write this down. I am not saved because I'm baptized. Thank you for repeating that. I love that. No one else did. Okay, let me do it another way. I'm not married because I have a ring. I have a ring on my finger because I'm married. 
You understand that. Now, some, when I go to the health club, I don't wear the ring. Because when you bench press or you're doing curls, it bends the ring and it breaks your finger. And so sometimes they go, oh, you're single? No, my status hasn't changed. This ring is only an outward sign of what's happened on the inside of me. Now, my pastor from Seattle, he would officiate weddings, and I learned this from him. When he came to the ring part of the ceremony, he would hold up the ring. He goes, give me the rings, please. He says, this ring, if you notice, it's in a circle. It represents the covenant that they're making together. And he said, there is, and this is the ring finger right here. Uh, he said, there is a vein in the ring finger that goes directly to the heart, and uh, meaning their hearts belong to one another. When I heard that, you guys, I started uh, crying like a chick at Pride and Prejudice or a Jane Austen novel. I'm going, oh God, that's beautiful. Put the ring on my finger, please. There's a vein that's going in my heart. And not really thinking it through, when I would officiate a wedding, I'd do the same thing, and I believed it with everything with me. I go, you guys, today they're, they're exchanging rings, and there's a vein that goes to the heart. Until one day it hit me right in the middle of a wedding ceremony. I thought, wait a minute. Even the bad finger, that one that you bless people with if you get mad at them. I thought, that has a vein in that finger too, and it goes right to the heart. <laughs> and that's why I can praise, but I need to be raised, <laughs> you know. Are you with me on that, okay? Are you with me? No, listen to me. Today, somebody needs to be baptized. And you need to be baptized for you. You do not need to be baptized for your mom, your dad, your church, your nation. You need to be baptized for you in your relationship with yourself and with God. And there are many people in our world. And, and let me just say, I told my wife the other night, I says, I find myself getting angry. And then I saw on television someone on a plane sitting behind Mike Tyson, harassing Mike Tyson. And I thought, are you an idiot? <laughs> I'm like, Mike, we must be related because you harass me and I paid money for this first class ticket. Uh-uh, I'm going to slap you and your mama. <laughs> Mike had enough. He went to town. <laughs> that boy got a fresh baptism, didn't he? He'll think twice before he harasses someone on a flight, right? So now watch this. I told Becky, I said, I find myself getting angry over things I shouldn't even be angry. And I have the feeling and the thought that our nation, I want to just deal with us, California, I think we're going through some trauma. And we're like Humpty Dumpty, who sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's men, all the king's horses, they couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. But guess what? Humpty just heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Humpty Dumpty heard that Jesus could put him back together again. So Humpty said, I believe in Jesus. Then all the king's men and all the king's horses baptized Humpty Dumpty back again. 
and no longer was he a scrambled egg. He didn't know he wasn't a fried egg. He came up a poached egg out of that hot water, chilled, relaxed in a new nature. Come on. Are you with me? Some of you are scrambled, you're fried, you're uptight, you're hard-boiled. Somebody needs to become a nice French poached egg in Jesus. Come on. Can't... Okay, watch it now. When I was single, God, I love being single. Ask me why. I really didn't want you to ask me that. Okay, I'll tell you why. It's funny, single people think, well, I want to be married. <laughs> I want to be married. Okay. You want to give up your freedom? You want to give up all your money? <laughs> you see, what's mine is hers. What's hers is hers. <laughs> kind of like the Lord. <laughs> yeah, your money's mine. Uh, yeah, your time is mine. But what about your time? Oh, no, that's mine too, you know. <laughs> Let me tell you what will not work ever. I don't care who gets married. It will never work if you enter into the status of being married, but you live single. Then you cannot be married. This doesn't marry me. This is just a sign and a guide that brings me to my new life. Are you with me? It does not have the power to do what needs to be done. It's just a sign. It's just a symbol. Are you with me on that? Now, let's get to some questions about baptism. In the Greek, it is baptizo. And I love my big fat Greek wedding. I love the dad in that movie. He goes, today is your lucky day. Today you're going to get baptized in the Greek Orthodox Church. You know, and... And so, what is it, all right? It means, write this down, to be immersed, to be plunged. It means to be overwhelmed, to be saturated. Can I say, you go, well, I'm not going to be baptized. My mom tried to get me baptized. No, 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 be quiet. <laughs> You're already being baptized into something. Whatever saturates you is what you've gone under. If you're going to have a surgery, you're going under anesthesia. Can I say baptism that's going to happen in a few moments is more powerful than the greatest surgery ever invented by medicine. And it's better by, because when you go under the power of Jesus Christ, you're going to come up and you're going to be a new person with a new mind and a new heart and new desires. <clears throat> now, baptism, let me just say this, two pictures of baptism. It, one is you take a, a white t-shirt and you plunge it into a bucket or a large bowl of red dye or black dye. And you, you hold it under uh, long enough and then it comes out and it's no longer a white t-shirt, it is a black t-shirt. I think one of the reasons why some people have never been totally transformed is because they haven't been baptized. They didn't understand the power of this sacrament and this guy. Today, if you really are struggling 
wrestling with who you are, just tell them, keep me under a little bit longer <laughs> until this shirt comes up a new shirt. Too many of you say, ah, yeah, have that, worn that, had that T-shirt. Rip that T-shirt off, get a new life in Jesus Christ and go under. Are you with me? How many of you love pickles? Wait, wait, let me see the pickle lovers. Who hates pickles? I hate you. No. I need to be baptized. In pickle juice. How many of you ever heard that saying? It's supposedly a believer. I'm a believer. I have the joy of the Lord. It's like, you've been baptized in pickle juice, you know? Okay, I love pickles. I love spicy pickles, sweet pickles, dill pickles, hot pickles. I like pickles. And so when I was little, I asked my grandmom, I said, hey, where's the pickle tree? She had tomatoes, okra, fig tree, cucumbers. She goes, baby. She says, there's no pickle tree. There's only cucumbers. But when you take the cucumbers and we wash them and we slice them and we put them in the jar with vinegar and spices, they take on the properties of what they've been baptized into. Can I tell you, my whole life, I was put into a foreign water that was so polluted. It was worse than Three Mile Island. It was eroding and destroying my inner being. But one day when Jesus Christ walked into my life I'm telling you I believe and I went down under and it wasn't rank it wasn't poison it was a life giving and when I came up the old Jude had died the new Jude had come alive come on I was alive again can you say amen okay so people ask this who should be baptized so let me ask who should be baptized Oh, God, you guys are funny. The first service did this. I mean, it was one voice, one accord. They go, everyone. You guys go, all? I don't know. Who? Who should be baptized? I don't know. <laughs> I love this service. I don't know. I don't know. My dog. Wouldn't you love to baptize your neighbor's cat until they're transformed into a dog? <laughs> no, until you bark, you know. You will not come out of this saving water. Bark now, you know. Oh, my God. Actually, it's not all, and it's not everyone. You actually have to believe. Okay, people did this in the Midwest, the Bible Belt, and the South. They do it all the time. When people had children at the age of three, Pastor did, uh, I, I want my boy, my daughter to be baptized. And so they baptize them at the age of, uh, they accept Christ at three, baptize them at four, they backslide at six and serve the devil for the rest of their life. But by God, they're going to heaven. <laughs> Are you with me? So who should, now look, if you really don't believe, then my pants went all the way up there, get out. I almost wore shorts today and I wanted to, but Becky had a stroke uh, because I wanted to wear shorts and I go, I'm the head of the house. Why can't I, you know? But then I thought Florence would be mad and all of Becky's friends who run the church will be mad. So this is my baptismal outfit. Okay, and I totally forgot what I was going to say. That is so bad. Oh, well, I'm going to sit down right now. That was a good go. I don't know where that was going to. My goodness. 
Uh, well, I guess I better move on since I can't remember. Ah, <laughs> uh, I know what it was. I know what it was. Okay, here it goes. If you quasi-believe, and I want you to really think, we do believe in so many things. Let's just take what happened in the last two years. I'm confused. I want to wear a mask. I don't know if I should wear a mask. Vaccines. But I'm struggling believing in other things. Let me tell you what I struggle I mean, I do not struggle in believing that is Jesus Christ and his word, and it's never changed. Now, listen, you could go down today and really not be a believer. You will go down a sinner, and you'll come up a wet sinner. I'm going down into that water because the inside of Jude has changed and been transformed, and I believe in Jesus Christ. Now, many times people say, when should I be baptized? When, and this is important, some people would like their infants to be baptized. Well, this is what Jesus said. This is what Paul, Peter, the letters, the apostles, the first church, this is what they said. Write this down. This is the order. Repent, believe, be baptized. I'm going to say it four times. Repent, believe, be baptized. What did Jesus say? Repent, believe, be baptized. John the Baptist, repent, believe, be baptized. Paul, repent, believe, be baptized. Peter, patron, repent, believe, be baptized. So people come and say, again, Pastor, can my infant be baptized? Do they, have they repented yet? And what is repentance? Let me just be clear. It's not just feeling bad about your sin. Good God, I feel bad every day. Got mad at someone the other day, and I felt bad. It didn't mean I repented because I felt bad the next morning about him. What does repent mean? It means, get this, a change of mind. I don't know if you ever use MapQuest. I'm the only person that defies what MapQuest tells me to do. Make a right turn in 30 feet. I go, no, nope, it's a left turn. My wife goes, ugh, it said a right, Jude. And I thought, for the love of God, Rebecca, I knew what I'm doing. <laughs> and we go left, and the person with an accent comes on my MapQuest, and it's a British accent. Take the first legal U-turn. It's like, good word. <laughs> you know, I start yelling at the MapQuest voice. Okay, what does it mean? It means your first legal U-turn. What do you change? Number one, your mind. I thought God was mad at me. If you could hear what I'm saying right now, God would never be mad at you. God does not want to punish you. Can I tell you right now, I was raised in three different religions. Number one, raised as a Catholic accepted Christ at the Baptist church, then went to a Pentecostal university. Can I tell you, I was constantly thinking God was mad at me. Can I say, I thought I could lose my salvation like that. I remember, you see, I couldn't even go to the movies when you go to the Pentecostal church. Now, Catholics, you could live like the devil and still go get communion. <laughs> Just have Mary pray for you. Now, I'm not joking. You see, I thought God was mad at me. I remember when I went, first time I went to the movies in four years after accepting Christ, I thought that was believing me. Believe in Jesus, don't go to the movies. Well, I snuck into the movies. Don't tell anyone. I remember saying, Jesus, please don't come back a second time. Just wait till I get out of the movies, you know. 
Can I say right now, God is not mad at me and he's not mad at you. The first thing that changes is that God is not my enemy. God is for me. Write this down. If God is for me, then no one is against me. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. God demonstrates his love for me that when I was at my worst, when I was still a sinner, Jesus Christ died for me. Romans 5 says, who's ever heard of a good man dying for another good person? Yet God has died for his own enemies. Can I say God is not my enemy? Why do people who do not believe in God, when you say, will you come to church with me? They say it's the last place I'd ever want to go. Why? Because they think church and God is against people. God is for you. He is not going to be against you. Okay. Next one. Repent means to change your heart. I don't know about you, but you guys, I could have gotten a gold medal in being a sinner. Yes, I'm representing, I am a sinner. And can I say, I was really good, I'm good at it. But then I got born again, and I went from the NBA of sinning to some little boys and girls club basketball level. And what's weird, your heart changes. You say, you mean you don't have sinful desires? I absolutely do, just like you, and don't look holy. Oh, God, someone went, okay. <laughs> I won't even love God, he knows. You know what's weird? You become the worst sinner. Even when you do wrong, a second later, you feel bad. You see, before I met Jesus Christ, it was like being the World Series greatest pitcher. Then all of a sudden, you blow out your arm. You can't do that. I mean, not the way you did. And so you have a change of mind. You have a change of heart. Let me tell you the biggest thing changes. Two next thing. Repent. I was going this way. This was my gravitational pull. What is your gravitational pull? What is your true north? What is that great star that you gravitate to? You see, a lot of people gravitate to what they think their identity is. But when you meet Jesus Christ and how all-encompassing he is, you begin to live and move and have your being in God. And listen to this. I was going in the wrong direction. Let's say, can you just agree with me on this? Seattle would be hell. I have friends from Seattle and they go, no. It's like driving to the Pacific Northwest and you get into Redding, California and Jesus appears in the inner saint going, it's really cold and you're not going to have fun. There's no light up there. And you go, oh, I love you, Lord. I love you. Ah, going to San Diego. <laughs> Come on, there's a way that seems right. And the way that seems right, life without God. Every time I try to live God and make choices without God, it's a train wreck. And it breaks my life. And I become Humpty Dumpty and it's like an egg that's broken and it cannot be fixed. Then all of a sudden you feel like a child of a lesser God. You feel like, was there a manufacturer, war, I mean, malfunction with this? God, what is going on? It needs to be repented of where you turn. You have a new mind, a new heart, a new direction. But the greatest thing, watch me, is this. When I repent it, 
I had to trust Jesus with every bit of my life. So you know what I did? I gave him the keys to my life. I called shotgun. The biggest thing that changed more than my mind, more than my heart, more than my direction, it was my position. I love being in control of my life. You know why I like being single? Or when I was? I got to do what I wanted when I wanted. But now I'm married to Jesus and he wants to drive the car. How many of you have a spouse that gives you, tries to tell you how to drive? <laughs> and you know what I say when she does? Uh, do you want to drive? Here, here's the keys. Now remember, you're Becky, not Jesus. No, come on. <laughs> Can I say he has the keys to my life? Repent, believe, be baptized. That's it. The band's going to come up. I want to do this. What is hindering us from being baptized today? In a moment, I'm going to release those who are going to be baptized. I want to do this. I want to give you, why do we get baptized? First of all, it represents your death, your burial, your resurrection. On Facebook, people, because in high school and my first year of college, good God, I was a party animal. Loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I got born again. Who would have thought? On Facebook, they'll say, Pastor Jude, we know what you did. And I write him back, direct message him. If they post it on my Facebook wall, I'm going to post something on there. And say, yeah, and I know what you did, freak. And your mom's ugly. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm from Louisiana. Come on. You go trashy, I'm going to go lower, you know. Remember, I'm not perfect, but I have been baptized. No. <laughs> Kid you not, this is what I tell them, and I mean this. I don't care. I don't think you should live with shame or feelings of inadequacy. And I think that comes from a mistaken identity. Well, let's do it another way. A broken identity. And they go, and said, yeah, and that man died, and he was buried in a lake in Louisiana. Becky and I were baptized in the same lake on the same day, not realizing one day we'd be married. We'd marry, we were each one another's fifth cousin. Our kids would be incredibly attractive, really bad at math, because we're related. Not really, they're good. Well, Jake's not. Um, but we came up new people. I kid you not, after seeing people get baptized, this happened to me. People get up just like the young woman's story. She's saying she thought of suicide. Please watch me. I would never, ever, ever want anyone after hearing this today online or in this room ever to think that you're anything but the apple of God's eye you're the center of his mind the beat of his heart he would never be your enemy he's always been there whether you were aware or not and so this is I've seen this I went down that day and again I'm not married because I have a ring I have a ring 
because I'm married. My status changed. I can't change my status with God. And I don't want to. He's mine. And I'm his. And so I died that day. You said, what did you die to? You look very much alive. I died to the old Jude. In the old Jude, when Paul said, shall we continue in sin? S-I-N, not sin. Meaning I'm going to do life on my own. How I want, when I want, for whom I want. That person died. And you know what you do with the person thoroughly dead. You bury them. But on the third day, Jesus rose again. I had so many sins. And in one sense, I'm not ashamed. I don't know. I don't think I'm ashamed because they're buried. I try not to contemplate on it. And so when people say stuff, it's like, hey, Isaiah says, I will bury your sins in the sea of forgetfulness, never to remember them again. That day when I went under that water, everything that I ever did, please follow me. Everything I ever did, you've got to follow me. Everything I ever did or ever will do, it's buried in that water. And when I came up, I came up free. Free of a weight. Free of expectations. Of bad religion. And harshness and expectations of people. And my heart was flooded with the pure love of God knowing that salvation wasn't anything that I was trying to accomplish, but it was something that was done to me. And so what is baptism? It's the death. It's the burial. It's the resurrection life. And, but I ask you as we end, what hinders you from being baptized today? Go with me one other scripture. Go to Acts 8. I'm going to read this. Acts 8. And it says here in verse 36 and 38, it says, Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Write that down. Say that in your head. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. What is hindering you from being baptized? You say, well, I didn't bring a change of clothing. It's okay, we have shorts and a t-shirt. Well, I don't, I don't have a towel. We have towels. Well, my family's not here. We will video it and they can watch it on repeat instead of Netflix for the next year. Or you could give it to them for their birthday present. Amen? Can I say, what is hindering you? One of the top reasons people do not, they don't feel adequate. Actually, that's what baptism is for. My inadequacy embraces his adequacy. My sin embraces his holiness. My rejection embraces his acceptance. Come on. My poverty embraces his wealth of righteousness and kindness and goodness. Can you say amen?
Now, stand up with me. I want to say this to us. In the Bible, there are types and shadows of baptism. One, follow me, watch me, but no one leave yet. We're going to do that in a moment. When the children of Israel, I thought someone passed out. I thought, well, we'll baptize them. <laughs> they want to go now. When they came out of Egypt, it was the dark night. They stood at the Red Sea and an east wind came and they walked on dry ground. That was me 42 years ago in the darkest part of my life. Can you imagine? So dark, the Bible describes it. They couldn't even see their hands in front of their face. But all of a sudden, I would walk through and I can never return to the old Jude again. Jesus was baptized. You say, why? He commanded it and he modeled it. But you see, Jesus was not baptized to repent from sin. There's another shadow. The children of Israel was in a wilderness. I feel this very strongly for someone. You're in a wilderness and you're not making any progress. And you're thinking, you're thinking I thought I'd been further along by now. You need a fresh baptism. And you know what happened that day? The children of Israel weren't coming out they were going into and the day Jesus Christ was baptized as a pattern and a model it was not for sin but it was to inaugurate a new type of human being you see the son of God became the son of man that the children of men might become the children of God let's do it another way that day Jesus Christ was saying hey God has added to his divinity humanity that you can add to your humanity his divinity and that no matter your identity no matter your culture no matter where you come from what you're facing what you're struggling there is a divine nature that comes in Go ahead, spit in the tube, send it to 23andMe. You're not just French, you're not just Spanish, you're not just German, you're not just this or that. But there's now a new identity in us. Go ahead, check my DNA. I have the very life of God within me. And people say, well, wait, weren't your family alcoholics? Yep, but God the Father isn't an alcoholic. Didn't your family go to jail? But yet God the Father didn't go to jail. Didn't your family have this or that? Yes. But God the Father has never had this or that. I am a new person in God. Come on. And so, so today, I don't know, maybe you were baptized when you were eight. And it seems like that old man, that old woman is stronger than your new identity. Maybe today for you it's going to be like going into the promised land. That you know what? This is going to be a fresh start and you're going to have a new beginning. Amen. I want to do this. It starts believing, starts with the relationship. Did you hear the eunuch? He says, I believe. Do you believe in all your heart? He said, I do. Then what hinders me from being baptized? You have to be in a relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm going to count to three. And if you need to give every area of your life, not just Sunday, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I want to give every part of my life. I want him to be the Lord of my life. I'm going to give him the keys to my life. On three, you're going to raise your hand. Okay, one, you're going to raise your hand on three. Two, on three, you're going to raise your hand. Three, right now I'm accepting Jesus Christ. One, two, three, good. Keep it up. Four, good. Raise your hand. It's all right. 
cheer, stomp. Hey, come on. Amen. Amen. Now, this is what I want to do. Everyone pray this. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. With all my heart, I am entering into a trust relationship with you. And today, I want to obey you. It's that simple. And you know what the first act of obedience is? Not what to stop, but what to start. And it's following Jesus in the obedience of baptism. Now, in a moment, I'm going to release all those who are going to be baptized. If you didn't just come to church thinking you'd be baptized today, you still can. We have shorts, towels, change of clothing, and your life could begin afresh and anew today. I really mean this. It was God who had Becky and I baptized together that day. I don't know. Maybe your family has been through hell. And maybe one of you has been baptized, but the rest, maybe you guys should be baptized as a family. The Philippian jailer got baptized as a family. Stephanus and his family, Paul, baptized. Maybe today it's a day to start for a new family tree in your life and be baptized. So if you want to, I want to release anyone who is going to be baptized today. We're going to continue to worship. So if you're being baptized, I want to release you. Go in the lobby. We have leaders. You get a change of clothes. You get a towel. And we'll begin to baptize. As they're doing this before we worship, you know what I want to pray for? I feel like myself personally. Look how many people are being baptized. How cool is this? You should clap. That's a lot. Holy God, that's a lot of people. I need a clap. Okay. Put your hand on your heart. I don't know. Maybe do this. Do, do something. Hey. Um, God breaks when one of his children are broken. God breaks when one of his children are broken. And right now, God's coming to heal trauma. And I'm using this egg analogy. When a person is baptized, their physical body, their minds and personality join their spirit. And there's a union with Christ. And it's very supernatural. It's very supernatural. And right now I come and I heal you. I feel trauma on the inside of people that are causing physical illness that is destroying marriages. It's even created a mental unhealth where it's almost so up and down in the extremes that the marriage and the home's barely making it. I come now, I heal you in the name of Jesus Christ. It's like you fell off and you have not been able to be broken. Just this week, someone was sharing a trauma in their life. Can I say it right now? God healed that trauma. God heal that trauma. God will not reject you. God is not, he's not here to hurt. He's here to heal in the mighty name. Of, I heal you. Trauma leave this person's body. Pain leave their mind. Distortion, confusion, fog, unclarity, uh, uh, misjudgments and miscalculations. It's like a, a math. It's like getting the answer bit. 
it's a wrong answer because you calculate it wrong. You thought this was going to be the deal. You thought it was going to be the game changer. And it ended up destroying. And right now I come and I heal and I release and I open you up to Jesus Christ. Now let's worship and celebrate all these being baptized. We so appreciate you spending time with us. If you'd like to invest into what God is doing through City Church California, you can go to our website, citychurchca.com, and click Give. Thanks again, and we hope to see you at one of our campuses this Sunday.